Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It has begun. It has begun, hasn't it? The turn, the pivot, the twist. We are now hearing the legacy news media hacks turn against Israel. It's probably no great shock, but it's it's interesting how quickly is it has happened. You have Hamas, a terrorist organization. Everyone knows it's a terrorist organization, and and you've had some of the uh, bigger legacy news media operations, the BBC, the CBC up in Canada, uh, the New York Times, that have refused to call Hamas terrorists. Oh, they call them militants. Or what's the latest one? Fighters. Well, as someone who has been in a fight or two throughout my life, let me explain to you what the difference is between a fighter and a terrorist. A fighter stands toe-to-toe with you, squares off with you, and is fundamentally, generally speaking, equally matched with you. That's not Hamas. That's not even close to Hamas. Hamas is a collection of cowardly, bottom-feeding, terroristic weasels. And it's not just the Jews that they have victimized. It's their own people in Gaza. Don't you find it interesting that as Israel is, as per usual, being blamed, oh my gosh, there's horrible things that are going to happen in Gaza. There are going to be women and children that die. Yep. That's what happens in a war. That's exactly what happens in a war. And it has to get to a point where the the lives that are being lost are so dramatic and so impactful that one side that's losing all those lives says, oh, my God, we, we, we just can't do this anymore. We, we give up. We give up. Please, let's negotiate something. Make no mistake, there will be continual attacks on Gaza on the part of the Israeli Air Force. And I say to the pilots of the Israeli Air Force, Godspeed. This is not 
an area for moral equivalency, although that is exactly what so many of the uh, self-proclaimed reporters have decided they will do. It falls flat on its face. Here's a lesson I learned from my dad, and it is a lesson that he learned, I'm going to assume, from from his dad, and it was something that uh, he certainly learned as he uh, served in the uh, Army. And it's something that you are seeing on full display from, from Israel right now, and that is, don't start a fight. But you do have to finish it. I can't tell you how, how often... My dad drilled that into my head. Don't ever, ever start a fight. But if, in fact, a fight starts, you damn well better be able to finish it. It is going to get uglier than it is today. Let's make no mistake about it. This is not a one-and-done operation. This is going to be a long and involved operation because it has to be. Because every single member of Hamas must be eliminated. Gaza must be dealt with. But what about the women, Jeff? What about the children? Well, I feel terrible about it. I do. I really do. And it would be interesting, don't you think, if some of the surrounding Arab nations would say, of course, we'll take the refugees. Why, Jordan would probably be the first bet, right? Relatively easy for the folks from Gaza to get to Jordan. Jordan says absolutely, positively not. How about Egypt? That would be the next logical place. And Egypt has said, oh, no, absolutely, positively not. The only nation that is being called upon to deal with the so-called refugees now is Israel. Think about that. 22 Arab nations surround Israel. One and a half million Arabs live in Israel in peace. You have countless Muslim Israelis serving in the IDF fighting now against Hamas. Because they understand that they are living in a free nation in Israel, in the only democracy in the Middle East, and they know that Hamas is a terrorist organization. There's a huge Druze population in Israel. And they traditionally have had connections to this country, to that country. There's a very large Druze population in the north of Israel. Guess what? They're not trying to run into Lebanon. They're standing up because they are also members of the IDF. And they are on guard against and fighting any incursion from Hezbollah from the north. People have this vision of Israel as being strictly populated by Jews. And it is the Jewish homeland. It is, in theory, the Jewish state. But it's also a democracy. And I've got news for you. Sometimes that may not be a good thing. Maybe it shouldn't be a democracy. Maybe it should be a theocracy. But it's not. And so what that means is everybody in Israel has got this equal opportunity to vote and an equal obligation to serve. 
you know, those who are exempted from uh, military service, for the most part, are the ultra-religious Jews, and I think that's an absolute abomination that they don't serve. Israel has what the rest of the Middle East does not, and that's freedom. It's why it's so bizarre to see that that one banner I shared it with you yesterday. If you haven't seen the photo yet, by all means, go to Facebook. Go to The Jeff Cat Show over on Facebook. The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. You take a look at the banner that says Pal- uh, Queers for Palestine. And I asked yesterday, who's going to be the first among us to walk up to the group and ask them if they know how to fly? Because in Gaza... You will be thrown off the highest building if you happen to be gay. In Iran, you will be thrown off an even higher building if you, quote, happen to be gay. But you want to hold your banner that says queers for Palestine and as if that uh, really means something or is going to do something. It's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. This is going to be an ugly, bloody, deadly situation for a while. And BB Netanyahu, God bless him. I love BB with every fiber of my being. BB Netanyahu has made it very, very clear, abundantly clear. We are about to see an operation that will reverberate for generations. Hamas must be eradicated. There's no other option. There is no option. And Gaza must be handled. Simple as that. The leftists here in America, whether they're in Congress or in a newsroom, who have now said, okay, well, we were nice to Israel for two days. Now it's time for us to uh, go back to our uh, carefully prepared Jew-hating narrative. Okay, well, we expected it. We, we were all a little surprised when uh, so many actually stood with Israel for a couple of hours anyway. But that's okay. That's okay. Once again, don't ever be the person who starts a fight. You don't want to stay. You should never start a fight. But you had better be able to end it. And make no mistake, mark my words. Bibi Netanyahu, the IDF, the people of Eretz Yisrael are about to end that fight. It is 315, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. 20 Jeff Katz News Radio WRBA. It is Friday and we have made it. Congratulations, self high fives all the way around. Of course, on a Friday, what do I do? Amongst other things, I always wear something red, R E D. Remember, everyone deployed. That was started by a couple of uh, Marine bombs a few years back just to show a little visible support for uh, young men, young women who uh, might be serving somewhere other than. Well, where they'd like to be, right? With their family in their homes. So uh, I wear something red every uh, Friday. I've got a red shirt on. Of course, uh, I, it's a day that ends in Y, so I'm 
Got my bracelets from uh, my pal Emily, Emily Morrissey at emilysbracelets.com. I'm wearing my thin blue line bracelet. I'm wearing my I got, my, I got your six bracelet because that's the closest I can come to supporting Israel. And, of course, I got a red bracelet. I want to remind you about uh, politics and pints. This occurs on Wednesday, November the 1st. I, I, I would doubt that you're not familiar with it, but in the event that you are, let me explain it to you. I get together with John Reed and Howard Gutman. And uh, Gary Hess is always our sort of referee, ringmaster, master of ceremonies, you know, one of those things. And we just have a great time kind of sort of going at it. Obviously, uh, uh, John and I are right about so much, and Howard, well, you know, Howard's Howard. That being said, we really do get a good chance to uh, discuss a lot of stuff, have a great time, and you get to be there. Oh, did I mention the pints? Yeah, this is, I think, sort of what keeps the machinery working. We've been doing it now for five years. It's hard to believe that, but five years we have been doing politics and pints. Now, this time, for the first time ever, we are at the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. Again, Wednesday night, November the 1st. The whole thing kicks off at 7 o'clock in the evening, but I would urge you to sign up. Get yourself some uh, VIP tickets. The only way to get tickets, just so we're all very, very clear on this, and it's been this way since day one, you have to go to the website, newsradiowrba.com. Newsradiowrba.com. That is the only way to get the tickets. We don't sell them at the door. There are no other ticket agents that get them. Newsradiowrba.com. The only way to get your tickets. That being said, the VIP package, which is, is... I think is a great deal. It gets you in the doors at 5.30. There's a very special meet and greet with me and with Howard at uh, around 6 o'clock or so. You've got your ticket for a free adult beverage, assuming, of course, that you are over the age of uh, 21. Um, oh, and uh, you're also going to get the best seats in the house, in the front rows. So that's that's my suggestion, and, and that will sell out. I'm sure it'll be sold out by tomorrow so i would urge you to go like mm, now news radio wrva.com get your tickets do we have enough time for that oh wait a minute before i ask for that i have to pass something along i told you that rob whitman was going to be here at 335 we just got a call uh from him he's been called into the house for the vote on the next speaker of the house so rob whitman is not going to be with us at 335 we'll We'll try and juggle it. Jeremy loves this whole juggling Tetris thing he's got going on there. So uh, if we can, we'll sneak him in elsewhere today. If not, we'll we'll find a place for him when he's available. But again, Rob Whitman not going to be with us at uh, 335 because he's going to be on the floor, apparently voting for the next Speaker of the House. I wonder if it's going to be Jim Jordan. That would be my choice. It's been my choice all along. But uh, anyway... I think we've got just enough time here. Jerm, could you give me that uh, that pivot clip, please? A warning. Some of these images you're about to see are hard to watch. In Gaza, it's the youngest who are paying the ultimate price. Tiny bodies covered in blood as exhausted doctors try to save their lives. Israel says it's targeting Hamas's leaders. But at what cost? <laughs> The death toll in the besieged Palestinian territory has surged past 1,000 in just five days. And on nearly every street, scenes of anguish. 
as rescue workers gathered the remains of the dead. The sorrow here is so intense, this woman collapses to the ground. Despite fierce international criticism, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has also ordered a complete blockade of Gaza, meaning Israel won't allow food, fuel or water in until Israeli abductees are returned home, only amplifying the misery of the more than two million people who live there. Over half are under the age of 18, just children who had no say in Hamas's brutal assault on southern Israel, but who are losing everything says university student Efaf al-Najjar. They're wiping us out. This is genocide. It's, it's not even an attack anymore. And they keep saying, leave the Gaza Strip. Where to? They want, the, they want everything. The situation in Gaza is getting increasingly desperate. More than 1,300 now dead in relentless bombardment. Uh, there are vulnerable women and children inside Gaza. Apocalyptic scenes in Gaza this morning as whole districts are wiped out and entire neighborhoods destroyed by Israeli bombs. This man in Gaza saying, they killed our children and killed us. We don't know where to go. Now, more than 1,300 people killed in Gaza and at least 6,000 injured. The health ministry says most of those hurt are women and children. The image is graphic, disturbing to see. Young patients rushed in by car and ambulance, families desperate to get help. Hospitals overwhelmed as officials warned they're now working at full capacity and there is no place for the wounded from Israeli airstrikes to be treated. Okay. Look, I don't. I don't want to sound like a like a heartless so uh, whatever. But I, I, what am I supposed to do? This is in response to Hamas. The folks that they're crying about here, those innocent people, are being used by Hamas, and those folks also voted Hamas into power. Gang. I, I get it. It is ugly. It is nasty. It is war. It is war. You've got a couple of moments here to uh, go over to newsradiowrba.com. Order your tickets for politics and plants. I'm telling you now is the ideal time. Newsradiowrba.com and get yourself the VIP package. Seriously, treat yourself. I'd love to see you there. 326, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. 335, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is Friday. Yes, we have made it. Congratulations, self high fives all the way around. Police went out to Susanna Gibson's house. You know the question. Well, the question I have was she was she naked? Was she uh, you know, doing Susanna Gibson sort of stuff? Maybe that's why they turned around and left. Uh, like, well, you know, we went to investigate this call, but she uh, she was otherwise occupied. Oh, okay. I'm telling you, people in that district looking at that and thinking, well, she really does seem to be 100% committed to personal constituent service. You, you, look, you got to give her that. I don't care whether you're Democrat or Republican. You, you got to throw that her way. Uh, Rob Whitman is not going to be with us right now, obviously. He is on the floor of the House as we speak. I guess they are voting for a new Speaker of the House. Hopefully that will uh, come about sooner rather than later. Uh, I've been one of those guys, if you're keeping score at home, I've been pulling for Jim Jordan this entire time because I think he's a, he's a rock-solid dude, but I, I don't know if that's going to 
uh, be the guy or not. I have no idea. Coming up uh, about a half an hour from now, an old friend of mine is going to join us. And he has to share the story of his daughter, who was on the college campus, University of Washington. And she was apparently walking with a friend of hers who had a Star of David on. And they were attacked. Today is this uh, day of global jihad. Hamas and the other uh, Delta Bravos who are looking to slaughter Jews, starting with Jews. I mean, I, I have to make that clear. Because there's some people saying, well, you know, I'm a Christian. It doesn't matter. It better matter to you because you're on the list, too. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a peaceful Muslim. Oh, better matter to you. I mean, the, the, these folks will not stop. They're, they're just evil. They're just evil people. And I, I, I guess I sometimes get in these discussions, and I don't mean to, not necessarily with you, but with other people, where I say, you know, there is evil in the world. There's clearly evil in the world. No, that's, that's, nobody's really evil. Really? T- take a look at what they did to grandmothers. People with dementia. You do know they took dementia patients hostage. Small children. It's absolutely disgusting. You don't hear that in those news reports, do you? Like we just played a snippet, uh, I think it was NBC. But you don't hear that. You know what else you don't hear? You don't hear about the fact that Hamas has told those very people, you can't evacuate. We don't want you to evacuate. If you try to evacuate, we're going to kill you. Think about that. Israel, in one of the most humane gestures I've ever seen, dropped hundreds of thousands of flyers and leaflets and made these loudspeaker announcements in Arabic to the population in Gaza telling them, you, you do need to leave. You've got 24 hours. There should be options for them to leave, by the way. It should be absolutely, positively not difficult at all for them to go to Jordan, except that Jordan has sealed their border and said, no, you can't come in. It should be absolutely, positively uh, easy for them to go into Egypt, except for the fact that Egypt has sealed their border and said, absolutely, positively not, you can't come in. And so now the news wants you to believe it's all women and children oh it's all women and children now in in gaza and it's all because of those mean nasty israelis how quickly they turn we are so far from this thing being over this is absolutely positively the beginning it's hamas who's once again, killing their own people. And it goes back to what Golda Meir said. Golda Meir, who had been the uh, Prime Minister of Israel back in the 70s. Golda Meir said, We can forgive the Arabs for killing our children. We cannot forgive the Arabs for making us kill their children. And we will never have peace until they love their own children more than they hate us. I wish we were closer to a moment where 
they loved their own children more than they hated the Jews, but we're not there, are we? We're seeing that. And we'll see more of it. And the worst of it, invariably for me, comes from from self-hating Jews in America. Make no mistake, we have a, we have a lot of them. We have a lot of them. But I was... I, I was so happy. I got a uh, I got a, a Facebook message earlier today. I got to pull it up because it just it blew me away. But it, it, by the way, it, it, in the right way, and I just want to pull it up because I don't want to get anything wrong. It's it's from a, a woman by the name of Christina. I don't know her. We apparently have a couple of mutual friends on Facebook. But eleven thirty this morning, Christina wrote me this this message on Facebook. She says. I wanted to write to you for a number of reasons. I consider myself a lefty and Democrat. But as a Latina Jew, I am a firm supporter of Israel. I listen to your show every day. Thank you for supporting our Jewish community. Well, Christina, thank you for taking the time to write. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Thank you for being part of this program. Andrea Mitchell, a reliable left-wing hack at MSNBC, and I know I repeat myself, but she didn't miss an opportunity. She's already done her little dance, and she is uh, back to trashing Israel. Now, this was on MSNBC, so you know what I always say. I watch MSNBC so that you don't have to. And it's okay. You're welcome. Uh, take a listen. We'll try and get through all of it, but but the uh, it, it's nausea-inducing, so we may need to cut it off. Cut number two, please. Congressman, there's a lot of misinformation on going around as well, but uh, Secretary Blinken described horrendous uh, photos and videos that were shown to him by the prime minister in his office today um, of babies with, riddled with bullet holes and, you know, People burned, a soldier beheaded. Um, I know the IDF and others in Israeli government have talked about a beheaded infants. We haven't seen evidence of that, but that has been what they have said. I know the president repeated that. I'm just saying that we're, we're trying to confirm as well as we can in the fog of war what really happened. It's horrendous enough as it is. I don't want to quarrel with that. And I know that there's a lot of information not getting to the people in Gaza because uh, they have been under Hamas rule now for some 30 years. So that is clearly true. But just to point out that the U.S. is at least urging Israel to try to minimize the civilian casualties, which are causing, a, you know, criticism from the Secretary General of the U.N. There's going to be pressure around the world because this ground invasion, as you know, is going to be, is going to have horrendous look, impacts. Look, Aunt Andrea, of course, anytime uh, we are in a situation where there is a war uh, or a military response, of course, everybody wants to minimize uh, civilian casualties. You would hope there are none. Uh, but the realities of war obviously are uh, that it's inevitable, unfortunately. Uh, and so you certainly try to minimize that. But I think, uh, and to be clear, um, Regardless of whether or not uh, you want to say uh, there's no evidence of beheadings, you're talking about innocent babies, innocent children being slaughtered for one purpose, because they're Jewish. Uh, this is the worst massacre of Jewish people since the Holocaust. And I think we need to be very clear about this, uh, why this is happening uh, and uh, what the response 
response should be. It cannot happen. It cannot happen. And I'm not, by no means am I minimizing that. Uh, I've been seeing things and reporting on things in the last five days that have horrified me uh, and horrified all of us and all right-thinking people. Mm, interesting. Huh. And yet you are trying to minimize things, Andrea. And yet you are trying to uh, create some sort of a moral equivalency. And yet you are, as per usual, resorting to your anti-Israel stance. Isn't that interesting? I, I mean, look, you, you, can, you can spin any, any way you want. But I've been doing this far too long to be bamboozled by any of these folks. I remember Andrea Mitchell when she first started. And if you're thinking, oh, yeah, on such and such a day. No, she started as a radio reporter for WIP in Philadelphia when I was a kid. And her big thing was not that she was a great journalist, a great reporter. She was she was okay. But her big thing was that she always wanted to beat up on and attack the mayor at that time, a guy by the name of Frank Rizzo. That's how she kind of made her reputation. And it was that that uh, brought her to uh, the next level in terms of her uh, professional performances. So I'm not fooled at all. I, I, I've seen it. I've seen it since day one. And this is war. This is a war. And in a war, innocent people die. It's a terrible thing to say. It is. None of us, none of us as decent people want to sit around and go, oh, yeah, you know, that's just the way it is. But you know what? That's the way it is. And if Israel is to survive, then Israel must do exactly what Bibi Netanyahu said. And that is... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Is to eliminate, eradicate. Hamas. Believe me, if I were calling the shots, we'd be full steam ahead now. We'd be headed towards Tehran. I don't know if he's going to do that. I have no idea. But I do know that he is the one hope that we have right now 
not just for Israel, but for every Jewish person on the face of God's green earth. Bibi Netanyahu is that hope. And if you are inclined to prayer, I I would beg you, please, keep Bibi and the members of uh, the IDF in your prayers. People are always told we need to uh, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Well, right now, there's not going to be any peace. There's not going to be peace for a long time. What we need to pray for right now is a successful military operation or series of military operations on the part of Israel. That's the only way we survive. It is 346, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Three fifty-two, Jeff Gantz, News Radio WRVA. It is Friday, and we have made it. congratulations, self high fives all the way around. You know, I have um, been doing my best to highlight people who are standing with Israel that you might not expect. Right? If you're tuning into this show and you go, "Oh yeah, well, you know, Jeff is uh, on the side of Israel," you're not shocked. I got it. But what about that Richie Torres? A, a left-wing, his words, right, a liberal Democrat from New York, standing up for Israel and, and saying anybody who's not referring to Hamas as terrorists is out of their uh, ever-loving mind. You know Christine Amanpour? I must confess, I'm not exactly a fan of Christine Amanpour on CNN, but Christine Amanpour the other night said that the blame, 100% of the blame for this entire war now goes to Hamas. They caused this. She said that on CNN. PBS re-aired the segment, but they made a little change. They edited out the part where Christine Amanpour said that Hamas is 100% responsible for this. Let that sink in for a second. I mean, those are your tax dollars of mine being used to support that uh, uh, baloney operation over there. And what's going on with the Commonwealth's attorney in Henrico? Honest to God, I'd like to know. Is Shannon Taylor just doing all sorts of favors for the porno candidate? This is something that needs to be addressed. I don't hear, I certainly haven't heard it in the news. Maybe, maybe you know what's going on. I haven't read about it, have you? I've heard about it too, I heard about it, I've read about it from the Daily Wire, and I heard about it on this show, that's it. No news coverage? This is a huge story. Did Shannon Taylor violate some ethical standards? This is a big story. People in Henrico, God, you should be demanding answers like nobody's business. I mean major answers. It's it's bad enough you got the porn actress who is uh, running for the House of Delegates. And then claiming that the rest of us are responsible for her uh, uh, crazy, bad, disgusting decisions. You know, I had no part in this, believe me. Well, go to the tape. I'm not there. Did she commit an act of prostitution? That was the question. Because the statute says you have to get money for performing a sex act. It doesn't say you have to have the sex act with the person who has given you money. That's a 
big question. That's a big issue. And if Shannon Taylor is running interference for her fellow leftist, her fellow Democrat porn star chick, then then there's a problem. There's a big, big problem. Frankly, I think the Attorney General, Jason Miaris, ought to be looking into this. I think he ought to be looking into it right now. I hope he's looking into it right now. It's insanity. Just insanity. Coming up at uh, 4.05, we're going to be joined by a gentleman whose daughter has been the subject of an attack on a college campus as a result of the Hamas activists, the pro-Hamas activists on campus. It's just absolutely disgusting. But we will deal with that, as I said. We'll do that at 4.05. Now, you got a couple of minutes here. Do yourself a favor and head on over to NewsRadioWRVA.com. NewsRadioWRVA.com. Order your tickets for Politics and Pints right now. NewsRadioWRVA.com. And then you and I will reconvene at 4.05. It is 357 Jeff Katz, News Radio WRV. Four oh five, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a Friday afternoon. I want to remind you Tuesday, Bobby Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy Jr. will be with us again. Looking forward to chatting with him. It's the first time we've had the chance to uh Bring him on the program after he dropped out of the uh, Democrat primary and said he was going to run as an independent for president. So that'll be Tuesday afternoon, Bobby Kennedy. If you missed my chat with Alex Marlowe from Breitbart yesterday, just head on over to NewsRadioWRVA.com. You can find it over there. While you're there, you should probably pick up your tickets for Politics and Pints. It's coming up Wednesday, November the 1st, 7 p.m., the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. Uh, the VIP packages are very, very affordable, and they will get you in the door at 5.30. You'll do a special meet and greet with me, with John Reed, with Howard Gutman. You've got your ticket, assuming you're over the age of 21, for an adult beverage, and you'll have the best seats in the house right there in the front rows. So... Before they sell out, and they will sell out. We've been doing it for five years. Make no mistake. Uh, they will sell out. Uh, just go to NewsRadioWRVA.com. Get those tickets now. Today is the uh, Global Jihad Day. That's what Hamas called for. They wanted acts of violence perpetrated uh, primarily against Jews. But, you know, if you're a Christian, they'd be happy to uh, hurt you as well. If you're a peace-loving Muslim or Hindu or Sikh, not to worry. They'll get to you. And college campuses are the hotbed for this crap. Let me tell you something. Whether it's Harvard, I'm reading about stuff happening at Stanford. And it, and it pains me as I'm reading it because one week from today, i got to cut out another piece of my body and mail it to Stanford to pay for tuition for the oldest boy. Ithaca seems to be relatively calm at the moment, but, you know, University of Washington apparently has seen some nonsense. And, and a, a dear friend of mine, uh, one of... I think one of the best guys in the uh, broadcasting industry has some personal experience with what's going on at the University of Washington. Uh, My old buddy, producer Aaron, is joining us. Aaron, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Tell me a little bit about uh, what's happening at the University of Washington. and why, Why do you know about what's going on there? Yeah, well, my daughter is a freshman at the University of Washington and has been, uh, they, they start school a little late there, but she's been on campus since uh, the middle of September over there. And, 
she called me yesterday, uh, the first time since she's been up there, in tears, outraged. Uh, she was walking across the, the campus yesterday. Uh, there was massive protests happening at what is called Red Square, the center of campus there. A huge group of Palestinian sympathizers were there uh, chanting, uh, there is only one solution for the Jews. Uh, and then there were counter-protesters there with uh, uh, Jewish students and sympathizers on campus holding uh, uh, Star of David flags. My daughter and her friend were walking across campus. They had to kind of go around this area. They weren't through the middle of campus. Her friend happens to be Jewish, uh, was wearing a Star of David necklace. And out of nowhere, someone waving a Palestinian flag came up to them and spit in my daughter's friend's face and called her a terrorist and a baby killer. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, Uh two... 18-year-old girls just trying to get to a calculus class. Jeez. You're, I mean, so that everybody understands, your your daughter is a brilliant young lady. She's been raised in a nice home, hasn't encountered nonsense like this, uh, I, I would say by design that, uh, uh, you know, you and your, your, your bride have tried to uh, create a life for, for, for your kids that is, is pleasant and happy. What, what was her response? I mean, my God, it, it just must Well, have... you know, here, if, if there's a positive out of this, right, I mean, I'm, you know, pretty right of center, yep. and, and my daughter is not unlike a lot of 18-year-old girls raised in America today, right? Yep. Despite my best efforts, she is what I would kind of call moderately left of center in her in her political worldview because she's a naive, dopey eighteen year old girl who has no real life experience. Yeah, yeah she exactly called right. me yesterday, probably more irate about anything than I've ever heard from her, wow. and was just, you know, how dare they do this? We weren't antagonizing them, you know, and the and the Jew, you know, Israel and the Jewish people are defending themselves from a terrorist attack. And how can you support what Hamas did? It's unspeakable evil. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I could tell her was, you know, you now see the problem with this eons old situation mm-hmm. is that if when Palestine, when Hamas decides there will be peace, there will be peace. That's right. Israel has decided a long time ago it wants a peaceful situation, yep. but they're not going to roll over and be hapless victims of countless atrocities either. That's right. That's right. Wow. But I- it was it was stunning. If you look at the videos of what they were this was not a rally for the innocent civilians of Palestine. Mm-hmm. This was literally chanting for the final solution. Oh. It was it was nauseating. Oh my god. What about the the administration at the University of Washington? Have they done anything about this? Well, so interesting you say that. So I came home yesterday, and I was like, that's it. I can't justify spending, like you said, 
body parts going to this college campus when they're allowing this kind of nonsense on campus. They wouldn't allow the Ku Klux Klan. They, mm-hmm. I guarantee you they wouldn't allow conservative speakers right. to come out and do this. Why are they allowing this to happen? And my wife had to kind of calm me down. Mm-hmm. And she, she mentioned that on the campus tour, they made it a point to point out that these areas of campus aren't actually controlled by the university. The buildings are, but that the property itself is open. It's a city of Seattle property and that you will encounter protests and movements that aren't even authorized or allowed by the university, but there's nothing they can do about it because it's, it's a city of Seattle issue. Um, so it's like, okay, I feel, and then my, I, cause I, I called my daughter later and told her like, I'm like, I have a really hard time writing this check I'm about to mail. And my daughter told me, like, the the university president had issued a statement in support of Israel, and that was part of what caused the the protests yesterday, was that there are knucklehead, dopey professors that are Palestinian and Hamas sympathizers that are instigating this. Mm. Uh, And, you know, it was a couple of hours. And then it broke up, and I asked my daughter, I said, if there's any hope, right, for what's happening. I was like, why did this break up? Did the police break it up? Did the school break it up? She goes, no, college game day is going to be here on Saturday for the big football game, and ESPN <laughs> came into the square where they're going to broadcast and kicked everybody out. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, you know what? I'll take it, I guess, right? I mean, you got to be happy about that little part of it. Is she... Is she properly prepared for the next time? Is she ready? Because you and I both know this is just the first experience. There's there's more. Yeah, I think I think it was an eye opening experience for her. Right. Again, I think she's kind of lived in a naive little bubble where we've purposely been like, have political views, be well educated, be able to maintain your positions. But, you know, we're like most conservative-oriented people, right? We're not rushing out to join a rally and stand around and chant for hours at a time because we have things called jobs. That's exactly right. That's exactly you know, right. so, and I did, the, the, the advice I, I gave her, and I'm trying to be giving my audience, is just to remember and to tell your kids that happen to be on college campuses that college isn't real life. The people that are out here protesting, like, students, like, this doesn't happen when you're in your 30s and your 40s and up because we have things to do that's right that's exactly right boy that's it that you know is... we're not sitting around waiting for class and going what am i going to do with the next four hours i know i'm going to agitate <laughs> i'll tell you what that's sage advice though aaron that that really is that is advice that ought to be dispensed to uh, to everybody with kids in college that it really isn't uh the real world it's not what it's like when you i mean i hate to use the phrase but when you grow up and you've got responsibilities and uh man i just feel so sorry that your daughter had to be victimized in this way but uh i you know and i feel bad for for her friend who yeah. You know, we're we're not Jewish, right. and we don't often wear open uh, displays of faith, right. you know, but right. my daughter was just, I think it's the first time in her life she's seen outright hatred for someone simply for declaring, I believe in this religion. Yeah. Wow. And 
it was, I think, a dose of reality, but I think it was, I, you know, in a good way, eye-opening to the harshness and the reality and the cruelty that can exist in the world. Man, I, I appreciate you uh, bringing it to our attention. Uh, just, just I'm going to say great stuff as far as uh, your visit here, insightful, enlightening, and uh, I, I just really, honest to goodness, uh, appreciate you making time for us, my man. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you, sir. That's uh, producer Aaron, a good friend of mine. He's uh, truly, honestly, one of the best folks I know inside the broadcasting business. And I've been doing this 30-plus years. I know a lot of people. Uh, Top of my list as far as uh, rock-solid individuals, that guy right there. It is 415, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Four twenty-two, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Friday afternoon, I will tell you coming up at four thirty-five. My brother from another mother, Stan Andruski, usually found at Certified Auto Repair, eighty-four zero one Oakview Avenue in the Lakeside section of Henrico. Saturday mornings, eight a.m. He's right here though, in the garage with Stan Andruski. All sorts of great uh, questions and answers related to your vehicles and uh, 535 good friend of this program uh, rabbi yakov menken is going to be here uh, lots of people are trying to figure out just what exactly can we do to help is there anything to do to help charity absolutely i will tell you after uh, chatting with our friend dave rubin dave is in israel joined us yesterday live from uh, shiloh israel where he lives uh, if you were if you were hearing him for the first time and you're thinking hey wait a minute that's not an Israeli accent. Uh, you would be correct. Uh, Dave is actually uh, from Brooklyn, but he uh, made Aliyah. He moved to Israel a long, long time ago. And uh, he is uh, he's a good guy. He really is just a good, good, good guy. Uh, he does have that uh, charity, and uh, I wanted to pass that along to you, israelchildren.org. Israelchildren.org. You can uh, support that. He started that many years ago after he was in a uh, terrorist attack and his son was shot in the head during the terrorist attack. couple of nice texts here. I want to just kick a few of them your way. 833-804-1140. 833-804-1140. Mike from Bottoms Bridge says, Hey, Jeff, maybe Henrico Commonwealth Attorney Shannon Taylor wants to be in a... Oh, I don't know if I can say that on the air with Susanna Gibson and her husband. Uh, maybe, but I think that's going to cost extra, right? Because uh, Susanna Gibson, the porn actress, charged for uh, each and every one of those uh, acts. I mean, it's a business, right? Raising, I don't know what she's raising money for. Maybe it was her campaign, which is another questionable thing. Was she engaged in prostitution? That's part of this whole discussion. And where is Shannon Taylor? Apparently, according to the email chains, looks like uh, Shannon Taylor might have been playing defense for her fellow Democrat, the porno actor, the porno candidate. Hey, Jeff, we did the same thing during World War II before dropping two atomic bombs on two Japanese cities. We dropped leaflets in Japanese warning of major destruction. Israel is absolutely justified with taking military action against terrorist savages. Yeah. Jeff, it's unbelievable. How does anyone express support for murderers, rapists, and baby killers? Such behavior, whether on the part... We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Spoiled college students, legacy so-called journalists or members of Congress, they must be condemned by those of us who recognize pure evil when we see it on such a tremendous scale. Such bizarre behavior is simply immoral to the nth degree. Yeah, I, I, I can't argue with you on any of that. I really can't. It's so true. Jeff, I know and don't expect this to be read on the air, but I want to smash my radio every time. Oh, no, you're right. I can't read that on the air. But, okay. I do appreciate you sending it, though. It, it Well, it, it, it I'm looking at it. I'm reading it. I'll share it with uh, Jeremy back at the radio factory, but uh, no, I, I cannot. I guess no, I won't read it on the air. Coming up at four thirty-five, little car talk. Look, we got to lighten things up a little bit, do we not? Because I got news for you, whether you realize it or not, this war between Hamas and Israel that Hamas started is going to be with us for a while. I don't think it's going to be another six-day war. I think this is a major, major operation and god bless the israelis for what they are doing it is 427 great time for you to head over to newsradiowrva.com seriously right now go online buy your tickets for politics and pints five years we've been doing this it gets better and better and better believe me john and howard and i know exactly how we're going to roll we do but it's it's great fun and the only way to get your tickets is online newsradiowrva.com hurry up the vip tickets are close to selling out 427 jeff katz news radio wrva Past 436. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a Friday afternoon. Congratulations. We have made it. Self high fives all the way around. I'm uh, taking a look at an email I got from uh, my buddy John McGuire. John is uh, going to be my state senator. Once the uh, the elections conclude, I'm not making predictions. I don't do predictions, as you know. It's just that I he doesn't have anybody running against him. So seems to me he's got a pretty good shot. I also am very proud to say I have a John McGuire for state Senate sign number one in my yard. And then after the campaign's done, I guess we'll retire that. But John comes out with a very strong, very passionate, very heartfelt message supporting Israel and the Jewish people. And I am thankful, thankful, thankful uh, that he's done it. He is clear and unequivocal on where he stands. He's also out and about, just so you know, with Governor Yunkin, big part of that team to uh, help make America, uh, to help make Virginia the best place to uh, live, work, raise a family. Somebody else who I know is is working hard every single day, doing some amazing work, helping people and. Uh, getting people's uh, lives in a better place. No, he really is, because if you don't have wheels, man, you don't have transportation, uh, your life changes in a bad way. And uh, Stan Andruski, my brother from another mother, found during the week at Certified Auto Repair, 8401 Oak View Avenue in the lakeside section of Henrico, on Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. right here on this station as the host of In the Garage with Stan Andruski. He joins us. Stan, good afternoon. Jeff Katz. 
Jeff Katz, the one and only. How are you doing this afternoon, my bro? I, I, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I appreciate uh, appreciate you asking. Great to hear your voice. You got uh, you got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, to say the least, uh, my bride has her her 35 year, 30, 30, 25 year um, um, uh, uh, reunion, high school reunion well, this weekend. Wait, so we wait, have wait, some. Wait. Did Did you say 35 instead of 25? No, I said 35 instead of 30, but I'm just going to say 20 because I must oh. just cut that, edit that, fix that. We're good. All right. So start over. Yes. Here's a 20 year, 20 year. Uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, we have the reunion this weekend uh, and um, a lot of different things going on. So right now, um, that's kind of what, what's what's up. We've got a reunion football game. I'm going to a uh, conference in Tennessee. Um very soon again for the ShopFix Academy. And then we have this nice warm weather that we always seem to talk about the weather because it affects cars, but um, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> so people who didn't have AC today might know. I mean, it is still window weather down, but in the sun it was getting a little toasty. So Yeah, yeah. definitely getting a little toasty. You know, it, it's interesting that uh, you mentioned the weather, and you're right. It seems like every time there's a slight change in the weather, uh, there, there's an issue about the car. Do you know who reached out to me today? Uh, from uh, from a parking lot, she said uh, it was it was Heidi. She said, "Did you know that in the morning? Ready for this? In the morning, the tire pressure in the car is lower than it is in the afternoon." And I, especially I, this time of year, yeah. yeah. I was so man. I was I, I darn near started to cry. I mean, I was just so touched. Got to be proud of that gal. Yeah, paying attention to that, and and that is something that you know we talk about all the time, Stan. As sort of as civilians, right? If we're not in your world, something like that could be eye opening, right? If you you see this thing blinking on your dash that says, "Oh, your tire pressure's low," and, and you're thinking, "Man, I maybe I shouldn't drive," and then you realize. Oh yeah, it's going to warm up as I drive. The temperature gets a little bit warmer, will be better. But uh, it's just interesting to see the yeah. eye-opening things for some. Well, there's a lot. You know, an automotive the automotive field is getting smarter over the years, so they kind of will account if the car itself knows it was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually programming in it to know it was cool overnight. It's going to warm up today, and they may or may not set the light based off of that information. So cars are learning, uh, and they're extremely smart. Uh, and, you know, no no reason to reinvent the wheel. They've been with us for a long time, and, and they're going to be with us for a very long time. It's our main source of transportation. Yeah, uh, It's going to continue to be. So uh, we are just, you know, as far as that stuff goes, yeah, the technology is getting insane. When you started mentioning that, it, it just, you know, Megan's car now will tell you, you know, like your GPS. It doesn't tell you on your GPS the, the speed speed limit. It will tell her tell her on her dash. It tells you the speed limit. It tells you what's coming up, all these exits for your trip, exactly what's coming up for food on the way, detours. Um, you know, her car is a couple years newer than my, my Denali, and my Denali has, you know, basically lane correction, it's called, but pretty much will drive itself. If you put it on, you put it on cruise control uh, and you have your lane correction on, that car will pretty much drive itself. And then they tell you pay attention, still hold it, but it literally will turn within the lines. It will start to slow down if somebody in front of you slows down it can t- it can tell far better than you can especially with adaptive um with adaptive cruise control it can tell way quicker than you can whether that car in front of you is accelerating slowing down letting off the uh, letting off the gas a little bit it can track that so it's just amazing to watch the technology and all of that gets more complicated to fix down the road if it should ever fail and it will eventually
It will eventually, right? It doesn't matter how smart the car is. At some point, because it's, it's built by human beings, at some point something is not going to work. And then, well, that's when we get to see you guys. Yeah, well, hopefully before, and we see the things coming before, and we keep you out. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's a, it's, a very, it's a very important thing to understand, and we go through this a lot, right? I had a, I had a customer yesterday, a young lady, came in, and she goes, man, she goes, you know, I, I've been putting a, putting a lot of money in this old Lexus, and I, I don't know if I should sell it or what. We look it up, and she goes, well, Kelly Blue Book is this. And I said, well, let's look on Facebook Marketplace real quick, and we're looking, you know, $6,000 more people are selling them for, like regularly. And so I'm like, Kelly Blue Book hasn't really kept up with uh, some of what's been happening with these used cars. And I said, so your car's worth that much, and here's the thing. You've been working on getting your priority twos done now for the last six months, almost a year. Mm-hmm. All you have left is priority three stuff, right. unless something breaks that you haven't maintained. I said, and pretty soon you're going to come in there for your next year's inspection. Well, January, you probably won't need anything for your car. I mean, the thing is, is people don't understand when you come in there, you almost always need something for a car. It's, I mean, right. if it's brand new, you know, you have the beginning of something leaking or tires that you got to keep up with or an alignment or rotate. You got to maintain these things, and so if you do that. And you start learning about it so you can, it doesn't catch you off guard and you can kind of, um, you know, budget for it or be ready for it. It's much easier. And, you know, Certified's been doing that. We've been doing that now for years. We, we felt like we needed to do that. When I got in the industry, it was something that I wanted to help people with, um, just educate them. And that's it, it continues on within the garage. I mean, you and I do this every week for two and a half years now. Um, and it's been phenomenal. So I love being able to, you know, share knowledge and help people. Well, I'll tell you, Stan, uh, credit goes to your lovely bride, Megan, for coming up with this sort of red, yellow, green system. And, and it's just, it, it's so helpful, again, for those of us who are not experts. Eh, maybe we know a tiny little bit about a tiny little bit, but we don't know these things. And so when you're dealing with uh, with your guys, uh, it, it's coming to you and you're saying, okay, all right, well, red. I know red means it's really important. Geez, there's no brakes on the car. Yeah, I should probably do something about that. But, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, geez, this is the, the little piece of trim in the back seat. Yeah, I, I can probably let that wait. Yeah, yeah. I mean, t- tires that might pass inspection now may not in a few months. You know, so that might be instead of a priority one right then, it may be a two. And we'll tell you, you know, by Christmas, you should get two tires on this thing or four, depending on the vehicle. Um, and an alignment, you know, check. Make sure your investment is, is staying there. A lot of times people put tires on, they don't align it, and the cars still get out of a line. I mean, these roads have not, like, spontaneously gotten better in our lives. I think overall in Virginia, I think we're kind of lucky. We have some pretty good roads. Downtown's a little rough. Yeah. Uh, but but Virginia, it's not like a lot of these other cities. So we've had some pretty good roads, but they're still rough, and your car still can get out of line. You can go off a shoulder. You can hit a curb once in a while. So we got to make sure we're doing things like that. And you just want somebody you can look over that you can that you can trust and that knows their stuff and just says this. These are things that you need to start planning for, uh, and and these, this is what's coming up, and this is what you can wait on. Yes, that's you know that's eight hundred dollars worth of stuff, but. If you spread it out over X, Y, or Z, or this this long, mm-hmm. uh, it's only 110 now, or 20 now, and 30 for those, you know, for for whatever the Johnson rod you like to say down the road. That's, that's much right. easier. And most things in life we do that with. I mean, that's we don't. Right. We we have some sort of knowledge, even if we're not budgeting like we should because we're Americans. We have some kind of knowledge <laughs> of how much money we have and if it's starting to run out or not, and how to make sure we don't run out of money. Like that's the basic knowledge of it. Some of us are more in, inclined and better at it than others, right? But that's what we try to do. So if we're paying attention to those things and we can kind of plan for over time the things that are coming up, you have less chances of unplanned things happening. 
going down the road. Absolutely. Absolutely spot on. Well, listen, man, congratulations to uh, Mrs. Andruski for her uh, mm-hmm. high school graduation reunion sort of thing. It'll be fun. It'll be great fun. It'll be. Sure. Yep. Yeah. 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 It'll be great fun. Well, thank you. I'll pass it on, and I'll make sure that I don't save that ugly 35-year anniversary, the re- the, I mean, uh, anniversary, 35-year no. uh, reunion ever again in my life, like even when it is there. So. Yeah, I I just look. I've known you guys a while. I just assume that Megan graduated like I don't know four or five years ago. So that's, yeah, look, that's yeah, I mean, right? ten year reunion. We'll that's just go right. down. Look, I'm, I'm trying to gain points back, so I'm good now. <laughs> you just tell her you are a grown blank. Don't even finish that thought. If Don't you're a lit man it. listening, that's it. If you listen to our show, we will tell you. If you're a grown man, grown blank man, don't ever say it to your girl, to your wife, to your fiance. You will be in the trash all weekend. You'll be out in the backyard that's exactly begging for right. forgiveness. There you go. Stan, I appreciate yeah. you, Peter, man. That is Stan Andruski, the car whisperer. Tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., he will be right here, and, yeah, I'll be right here with him in the garage, 8 o'clock Saturday morning. It is 446, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. <laughs> Four fifty-two, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA on a Friday afternoon. By the way, tomorrow's a washout. If you're looking at the uh, the weather situation, got some showers rolling in tonight. Then tomorrow, like all day, heavy rain. If you're able to, perfect day for taking a nap. I don't I don't know if that will fit into your schedule, but I'm telling you right now, it'll be a great way to uh, spend the day. I discovered a podcast that I love. And uh, Jeremy has been assigned to uh, get this uh, podcast host on the air with me. Now, her name is Tara Lee Cobble. The, the podcast is called The Bible Recap. And every single day, she's got a, a, a piece of the Bible, beginning to end, right? Uh, and it's one of those, like, you know, you go through the Bible in a year sort of things. And it depends on where you are. Look, I, I, I mean, if you're like most of my friends in uh, certain communities, you may stop at a certain point. You may continue. I mean, it's all up to you. And you can, I don't know, take a chapter here. To my point is, it's a great podcast. It's just a great podcast. I absolutely love it, and I have subscribed to it so that every day I'm able to visit part of the Bible, and she does a great job. So Tara Lee Cobble is her name. I don't I, I don't know all that much about her, but I do know that the, uh, the podcast is called The Bible Recap. And I'm actually looking at the website now, too, thebiblerecap.com. So that's probably the place you, uh, you go for more stuff. She's got this uh, a guide and uh, like a study thing. And I actually, I, I invested in it. I just, I, I think it's great stuff. So I just wanted to share that with you every once in a while. You know, you you find something you really enjoy and you want to share. Politics and Pines is another one of those things. You know, five years ago, John Reed and I were sitting around with uh, our then uh, program director, Greg. And we were talking about putting together some sort of a a live action event. And, uh, you know, the thing was that we didn't want it to be some boring political panel thing, right? There are a million of those around, and that was exactly what we did not want. We didn't want a whole slew of uh, politicians sitting around, blah, 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 blah. We said, look, 
none of us are running for office. We're all passionate about issues, and uh, we disagree just enough that it's going to be fun. And it has been great fun for the last five years. I should point out that Greg offered the name Pints and Politics, and I said, no, no, no. Let's not lead with the booze. Politics and Pints, and that's what it has been for five years. And let me tell you, the next performance of Politics and Pints is coming up on Wednesday, November the 1st. Uh, Not only are we south of the river, we're south of two rivers. We're in Hopewell at the Beacon Theater, the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. That's south of the Appomattox River, man. It is. It's pretty far south, but I'm telling you, it's going to be a great time. I always urge people to get the VIP package, and and I don't get a a piece of the ticket sales. So, you know, you got one person or a thousand people. It's the same to me. But with that VIP package, which is very affordable, you get in at 5.30, the show starts at 7, you got an hour really to hang out with me and John and Howard, get a little something to drink, and uh, you just have a great time. Oh, and you're in the uh, uh, very front row, so you got the best seats. Only way to get the tickets, though, NewsRadioWRVA.com. I would go there right now. you got time. NewsRadioWRVA.com. NewsRadioWRVA.com. 457 Jeff Katz, NewsRadio WRVA. Five oh six, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a Friday afternoon. We have made it. Congratulations, self high fives, all the way around. I want to remind you about the text line eight three three eight zero four eleven forty eight three three eight zero four eleven forty. Cameron from uh, Midlothian says, Jeff. Hell is empty for all of the devils are here on earth. I pray Israel sends them back soon and fast. Yeah. Jeff, tell the newsreader to please stop saying the Gaza. Right, it's Gaza. Right. What do you want me to do? Uh, we got a lot that we have to do. Uh, Rabbi uh, Yaakov Menken is going to be with us in uh, half an hour. Looking forward to uh, chatting with him. I got a lot of stuff I think you need to hear. In fact, I have a lot of stuff I know that you need to hear. Chris Cuomo is an interesting character, and you know that and I know that. And I would ordinarily not find myself in the Chris Cuomo camp on just about anything. But let me tell you something. If you want to be honest then you've got to call balls and strikes. And that is one of the things I try to do. Chris Cuomo had an interview scheduled with the uh, big spokesman for Hamas. Cuomo's in Israel. And the Hamas spokesman indicated, demonstrated what a complete and total cowardly, bottom-feeding weasel he really is because he walked off the set such as it was. I have to give Chris Cuomo all the credit in the world. Now, you may not like him. You may not like some of the stuff he's done in the past. Uh, I got it. I'm with you on that. But if you want to be someone who is perceived as, uh, as fair, again, you've got to call balls and strikes. Take a listen to cut number six. Uh, to be clear, for those of you saying, oh, you were going to talk to Hamas and then you didn't because you're biased, please, all right? 
no or be quiet. All right, here is the video of Osama Hamdan, the main spokesperson for Hamas. Dusty, show what happened. He was watching the show. I will give you one He was minute. saying, I don't like the studio. I, I thought we were going to be Thank on. You. No, you didn't told me that the situation will be like this. I will leave. Thank you very much. So, he decided to walk away, and I'll tell you why. You don't have to be a mind reader. He didn't want to have to follow the reality of the pain that his organization has caused. Hamas is a terror organization. You got to give credit to Chris Cuomo on that one. He's right. Obviously, Hamas is a terrorist organization. They're, they're just they're beneath contempt. They're, they're awful, awful excuses for uh, people. I mean, they're just the Hamas terrorists are just despicable. And uh, we still have, well, I would say some sort of uh, confusion at the upper levels of our American government. You know, John Kirby is the spokesflack over uh, where at uh, DOD now. Can we hear cut number four? Okay, thank you very much, Kareem, and, and thank you, Admiral. Two questions on the Mideast crisis. 27 Americans killed is a very large number. That is larger than the number of Americans who were killed by terrorists during our withdrawal from Afghanistan, larger than the number of Americans killed at the USS Cole, larger than the number of Americans killed at Benghazi or beheaded by ISIS. And I believe it's accurate to say that after all of those events, direct U.S. military action was ordered by the Commander-in-Chief. 27 Americans killed. Why is it the posture of the Biden administration to just let Israel handle this job, in essence, um, instead of U.S. forces going in and getting the guys that killed our people? James, we will do, as Jake said, everything we can to get uh, those American hostages home with their families. We recognize that they are not the only people being held hostage. Other nationalities are included in that group. We don't have enough information right now to make a policy decision about how to do it. So I can appreciate the sense of urgency in your question. Believe me, we share it. But we aren't going to act one way or another until we have enough information to act upon. How much more information do you want? I'm, I'm just curious. Look, I'm just asking the question. How much more information do you want? 27 Americans slaughtered by barbarians. What do you need? 28 before you can do something? 29? Is there a magic number? 30. Do I hear 30? How many Americans need to be slaughtered, Mr. Kirby, until this administration does something? Well, there's a follow-up question and, of course, a follow-up response. Cut number five. And then on the hostages issue, um... You have suggested that it's a very small number of hostages, American hostages, being held in Gaza, uh, less than a handful. Treat yourself. And I assume that that, is, that assessment is still operative. Um, has there been any discussion uh, amongst President Biden and his aides about how to avoid the fate of Jimmy Carter in this situation, where we actually saw the President of the United States and his administration become, in effect, hostages themselves? to a foreign terrorist organization. With all the respect that President Biden has for President Carter, I can assure you that he is not focusing uh, on history here, uh, even domestic history. He's focusing on what's going on now. 
and making sure that we are doing everything we can to support Israel and look after our national security interests in this moment, because this is not 1979, it's 2023, and Hamas is an organization that has existed for many years with the support of Iran. We've got enough challenges just dealing with this that we're focused on that and that alone. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Does anybody believe that Joe Biden's focused on this? Here's what I think Joe Biden's focused on at uh, 513 on a Friday afternoon. He's focused on whether he's getting ice cream or pudding. That's what I think he's focused on. I, I don't think he has any focus on anything. Although it's interesting, you know, Alex Marlowe, the uh, editor of Breitbart, was here yesterday. He's got a brand new book, and it's a barn burner, man. Breaking Biden. you got to read it. Uh, he says Biden is the criminal mastermind of this whole operation. It's classic RICO stuff. The guy at the, uh, the head of the family, I've referred to them as La Josa Nostra for years. That the guy at the head of the family, he's got no, oh, no nobody's giving him a, a, a satchel full of money. Uh, but you pay the family. That's how things get divided up, you know? <laughs> how does Joe Biden get the mansion and the summer place and the other place and this place and that place? He always took rape. Oh, I'm the poorest member of Congress. Really? I can't tell that from your digs, dude. You're, you look, look pretty comfy to me. I think he's the, again, I, with apologies to Ric Flair, I think Joe Biden's the dirtiest player in the game. Has been for 50 years. And I don't know that he really cares one way or the other about what's going on in Israel. Sorry, I just don't think he does. I Come really on, man! I don't. I don't think that he does. As long as he's he's getting his, man, he just, he doesn't care about anything. Anyway. Uh, coming up at uh, 535, a uh, good friend of the program, Rabbi uh, Yaakov Menkham, is going to be here. We'll talk a little bit more. This this situation in Israel, the situation in Gaza, is going to continue. It's going to continue for quite some time. This is a war. And during war, innocent people die. That is rule number one of war. Innocent people do die. And rule number two is C, rule number one. Israel is in a fight for its life. This is, this is the opportunity they have to remove Hamas and every single part of it. And they have to do it. They have to do it. 515, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. VA. indeed Friday the 13th. Did anybody notice? I mean, it's a bizarre thing. I know, I know, I know. Uh, there are folks who are afraid of this date, right? Was it trixodexophobia is the fear of the number 13? Don't walk under ladders. Don't walk under any black cats. Don't walk under any ladders carrying a black cat while stepping 13 times or something. I don't know. I mean, we're, we're most of the way through it. I think we'll be okay. I really do. I think we'll be okay. Now, you know, there are going to be people that use this date as the great inspiration to sit down and watch all the Friday the 13th movies. And I'm trying to think if I've seen all of them. I know um, 
I'm pretty sure I saw the first one. And I don't know if I saw any after that. It's sort of like Halloween. The first Halloween with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and the rest, that was a good film. That was a really, really good film. But there comes a point where you just think, okay, I got it. I got it. Bad guy trying to kill everybody. And okay, let's have pie. Speaking of pie. No, seriously, speaking of pie. I have uh, in the house a, a beautiful, beautiful peach pie. And the reason I'm telling you about this is that uh, there is a marvelous woman in our area who uh, is the pie-safe baker, pie-safe baking company. Laura is her name, and she's just an absolute, total, complete uh, sweetheart. And she also happens to be a big fan of the show, which I love, and I really appreciate that. And back when I had uh, the hip replacement, remember that? She came by with just a selection of baked things to say, hey, you know, we just hope you feel better. And you let me know when it's your birthday because I want to get you, you know, make you a big birthday thing. And I said, oh, okay, okay. Do you know that she reached out to me not too long ago and said, hey, your your birthday was back in September, wasn't it? I said, yeah. Well, I never got you the the treat that I What do you want? I said, oh, it's it. it, Really? It's okay. She said, no, no, no. I said I would do it, so I'm going to do it. I said, all right. So she sent me the list of the stuff that she makes. I thought, oh, my gosh. Like my mouth is watering reading the list. I said, is it, is it too late to get a peach pie? Because I love peach pies. She said, absolutely not. So she came by the other day with a giant peach pie. I, I'm telling you, it was like six feet around and 100 pounds or something. And uh, we have been enjoying it. And, and I thought there's only one way to make peach pie better. Vanilla ice cream. So earlier today, I went to uh, to the store and got a little vanilla ice cream so that to Julia, I did it for Julia, so that she can enjoy some peach pie this evening, thanks to uh, Laura and her, her husband, Dave, came along, and just great stuff. They're on Facebook, uh, the Pie Safe Baking Company in Mechanicsville. The Pie Safe Baking Company in Mechanicsville. They, by the way, Laura's out at uh, like farmer's markets and stuff like that, does a lot of stuff out in mineral if you get a chance, check her out. That's all. I love supporting uh, local folks. That's all. That's it. So I just wanted to share that with you. Another great local operation, the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. Wednesday, November the 1st, it will be the best event it has ever had. That might be stretching, but it'll be a good time. It's uh, Politics and Pints brought to uh, everybody by Coletti and uh, Richmond Office Interiors. Those are my guys, Cole and the gang at Richmond Office Interiors. We got, like, so much stuff. We love them. But anyway, uh, they're bringing it all to us, and you're going to have a great time. But you got to get your tickets because they're selling out. The VIP stuff, I think, is almost gone. Uh, If you go right now to NewsRadioWRBA.com, NewsRadioWRBA.com, go right now, get your tickets so that you can join us for the latest iteration of Politics and Pints. It's Wednesday, November the 1st at the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. Tickets are only available online. Get get the VIP package. Seriously, treat yourself. NewsRadioWRBA.com. Five thirty-six, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is a Friday afternoon, a Friday evening. We have made it. Congratulations, self high fives all the way around. 
we are in a great place right now. Our friends, our family over in Israel, not so much. Uh, I have to tell you that uh, what is going on right now, I believe, is is the beginning of what could be an extended war. Bibi Netanyahu has made very, very clear the, the time has come to get rid of Hamas top to bottom. And uh, we are seeing, unfortunately, Israel condemned and attacked on college campuses around America. We shared the story, what, an hour ago? A friend of mine talked about how his daughter and her friend had uh, somebody waving a a PLO flag, a Palestinian flag, come up and spit in both of their faces because one of the girls was wearing a Star of David. It's absolutely appalling. I spoke with uh, Alan Dershowitz about this the other day. Uh, It is an appalling situation, and it has to be addressed. Rabbi uh, Yaakov Menken has been with us so many times before. He's uh, with the Coalition for Jewish Values and just a, a brilliant, brilliant thinker. Uh, great insight. Rebbe, thanks so much for being here again. After that kind of introduction, I'd better you sound great. You'd better sound great is right. Don't mess this up, my man. Uh, I, I appreciate but it's such a sad time. I've got to make jokes because otherwise you're just going to cry over what's going on. Well, and let's face it, that is what we do, right? Our people have, have created humor out of horror for, for generations, but... You know, first we got to get through the horror, my friend. Give us an idea uh, with the backdrop of what's going on in Israel itself. What's going on in these college campuses that you're hearing about? This is, you know, at this point, the mask is off. For years, for decades, uh, group, groups like Students for Justice in Palestine were pretending that they were only about human rights, quote-unquote, Palestinian self-determination, as if Arabs didn't already have 16 states, and the idea that all they wanted was human rights and peace. Come on. The, what Hamas did, people call it a war. Now it's a war. Yeah. But at that point, it was, there was no war. That's there was nothing going on. What happened was a pogrom. It was a massacre. It was the worst massacre of Jews since the Nazi Holocaust. And it was accompanied by atrocities on a scale that even exceeded, according to Lloyd Austin, uh, the Defense Secretary of the United States, even, according to him, exceeded ISIS. He said, I know ISIS. This was worse than ISIS. The rapes of women, the burning of their bodies, the parading through the street, the kidnapping and dragging of Holocaust victims, the taking of 120 hostages, and let's not forget, uh, let's not forget mm-hmm. the beheading of 40 babies and young children. That's right. That's right. Even with all of that brutality, Rabbi, even with all of that in full evidence and, and these, these, these brutal slaughters there's no other way to describe the slaughters that took place in israel even with that we have the left in america standing up condemning israel for trying to respond and here's the part that pains me the most is that we oftentimes see young jewish people on the side of hamas i i just don't get it there is at a certain point no excuse even, even a Jewish person, I mean, you can talk about them being deluded, you know, they're not understanding. No. Once you're talking about beheading of babies, raping of women, and 
that what they did to Holocaust survivors, if at that point they are on the side of Hamas, they are moral detritus. The left has gone so far off the rails, they claim to be progressive. They are regressive. They are taking America back to a barbarian era where the values of the Bible, which of course come from the Jewish Bible, mm-hmm. they don't want to hear that. They want to hear their barbarism. They want to hear their anger. They want to hear their hate. And, of course, it's an imagined grievance. It's really interesting. I mean, this coming, we're going to read uh, the very first portion of the Torah, this Shabbos, in synagogue. And, of course, that's the story of Cain and Abel. And what happened in the story of Cain and Abel? Cain had an imagined grievance against his brother. He had no legitimate claim. All the wrongdoing was on his part, and he claimed it was, you know, and he had a gripe against Abel, so he murdered Abel, having excused, having justified it to himself. Well, guess what? Nothing has changed. This, what we're watching is exactly Cain's barbarism. The mark of Cain is on Students for Justice in Palestine. There's not a member of that organization who is a decent human being. Is there anything for us to do, those of us who are decent human beings, those of us who are repulsed and disgusted by these, these comments and demonstrations? Well, first of all, before you give another dime to your alma mater, Call him up and ask, is Students for Justice in Palestine or any allied organization one of the funded university student organizations? And if they are, tell no. I don't want to see my funding, my money given to you, go to funding hate. We have a right to free speech in this country. We do not have a right to free funded hate on college campus. If it's Students for Justice for Palestine is functioning on campus, it's no better, certainly not better, maybe worse, than having a chapter of the KKK. The KKK is not act, acting out now to support the wholesale murder of black people. SJP is acting right now, at this moment, to support the wholesale massacre of Jews. And, and make no mistake, when they claim that the barbarism, that was, the atrocities were committed, were just resistance and then call for a day of resistance on college campus, the fact that one of their supporters broke an Israeli's arm for posting posters at Columbia University of the kidnapped people. He was putting up pictures of the kidnapped people. She came over to tear them down. He starts objecting. She takes a stick and breaks his finger. That's what's coming out of this. And by the way, and yes, Allahu Akbar, and a Jew was killed in France today. That's right. And at the demonstrations across the country for SJP, they're not just holding up Palestinian flags. Don't be stupid. They're holding up swastikas. That's right. That's right. It's this, this idea of you know, something being Hitler is hopelessly overused, and it's stupidity, and it's dangerous, because when... Hitler really is back? It sounds like a joke. I'm not kidding. What's the difference between SJP and the Sturmabteilung, the Nazi brown shirts? What is it? I mean, yeah, okay, fine. They don't speak German. <laughs> they don't speak German, and they're, and they're shouting uh, uh, from the river to the sea. That's become the, uh, the mantra. Explain for everybody. Which, by the way, is exterminate the Jews. I mean, Israel is already the only free country in that region of the world. If you, if you meet an Arab from the Middle East who can believe what he wants, partner with who he wants, 
speak out what he wants and vote for whomever he wants and be a TV broadcaster, whatever career he wants. Yep. You're, you're talking to an Israeli Arab. That's right. That's right. There's no other country. Tell me, uh, Rabbi, and I remind everybody that uh, Rabbi Yaakov Menken is joining us. Uh, he's part of a Coalition for Jewish Values. CoalitionforJewishValues.org is the website. Tell me what you thought when you saw the image of uh, the handful of uh, folks holding the banner that said Queers for Palestine. Let them go over there. Yeah. They don't have to go to the Gaza side. I mean, I understand. That said, be inviting them to get bombed by the Israelis. Fine, I get it. No, I'm not saying that we should do anything to them. But if they're queers for Palestine, let them go be queers for Palestine in Ramallah for a day or two and see how that goes. I'll even throw in the body bag for the trip back. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a a confused, twisted ideology that has taken root here and as you point out groups like sjp are not just talking about a difference in political opinions what they are advocating for is uh, the organization that is engaged in, in in this wholesale slaughter of jews and i wonder as well rabbi about those who are saying well you know uh, look I'm, I'm not jewish it's not my fight but it's everyone's fight is it not well, it has to be everyone's fight. Look at where Christians are facing the worst persecution around the world. Mm-hmm. What all those countries have in common is no Jews. That's right. Many of them, it's because they ethnically cleansed out their Jews already. Like, take Iraq, for example. And the treatment of Yazidis and Christians over there, of course, being as atrocious as it is, that's because Iraq used to have 150,000 Jews they were all ethnically cleansed out. Yep. Most of those people found refuge, of course, because the Israelis flew them to Israel. The, uh, whoever was ruling over Iraq at the time was in 1956. Mm-hmm. He said, if you get, whatever Jews you get out in the next 36 hours, you can take. After 36 hours, I'm keeping them prisoner. Literally, openly racist. Just said, you know, you take the Jews now. Why do we exit, you know, clothing on their backs, exiles? or we're keeping them as prisoners. So, of course, the Israelis did the impossible and got 150,000. It wasn't obviously 150,000 in those 36 hours, but it was some obscene number yep. to go live in tent camps. It was better to live in for a Jew to live in a tent camp in Israel than to live in their house in Iraq. Think about how hostile that environment was. And now... Which one do certain members of Congress call apartheid and racist? That is obscene. Only a racist would call Israel an apartheid state. Every Arab state, there isn't an Arab state today with 5% of the Jews that they had in 1948, unless they had none already. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Israel has five times as many Arabs, and by the way, an Arab in the so-called West Bank has a longer lifespan than a Jordanian. Mm-hmm. Even with all the violence, at least up until now, this may change the picture, right. but up until now, a resident of Gaza had a longer lifespan than an Egyptian. That's all because of the Israelis. So the Israelis actually were keeping them alive while leftists in America were screaming how Israel's committing genocide. It is such a good That's point. insanity. It is, it is absolute upset. Rabbi, I thank you so much for being here. We're out of time. I want to get you back as soon as possible. We'll talk more about it. That is uh, Rabbi Yaakov Menken, Coalition for Jewish Values.org. Shabbat Shalom, Rabbi. It is uh, 546, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA.
yourself high five. 551, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Man, it has been some sort of a week, some sort of a day. Take a couple of moments, please. Get your tickets for Politics and Pints. The only way to get them, I remind you. Uh, News Radio, WRVA.com. News Radio, WRVA.com. Come get them now because they're going to be gone before you know it. It's uh, Wednesday, November the first, the historic Beacon Theater uh, down in Hopewell, and uh, we're going to be doing something a little bit different on Fridays for the foreseeable future. Uh, I want there to be a visible example of us standing with the heroes in Israel. And so you'll hear in a moment what's going to be different uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, I, I, I would urge you to, uh, to think about, to uh, pray about every one of those uh, men and women in Israel that are going to be forced into fighting this enemy known as Hamas. Uh, it is Friday, so I wish you a Shabbat Shalom. If you are Hebraically challenged, simply means have yourself a great weekend. God willing, we get a chance to do it all again on Monday starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Oh, 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 